It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it. Screams from the haters. Got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop Treasures in my mind, but couldn't open up my own fault. My childlike creativity, purity, and honesty is honestly being crowded by these grown thoughts. Reality is catching up with me. Taking my inner child, I'm fighting for a custody. With these responsibilities that they entrusted me. As I look down at my diamond and crush the peace, thinking no one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the powder. To have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the powder. Till they fuck that the world's hours. 
folks, what a beautiful, beautiful mashup of two equally amazing artists, Kanye West and, of course, our friends over at Nickelback. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I'm, I don't even know. As I get older, I'm just not even ashamed anymore. I liked Nickelback. I like Nickelback. I don't, I don't think of them often, but when I do, I have fond memories. I think there's at least, the, they had the photograph song that I, that I like. They had that one. They had another one. Yeah. No, I'm... I'm full on with Nickelback. Nickelback's interesting because they started off really popular and then they became like kind of uncool where we all made fun of Nickelback or, you know, it was easy to make a Nickelback joke. And the reason why I bring this up is that it's very easy to make a Kardashian joke. And that's what we're going to do all today, folks, because the Kardashians are back. I just watched the premiere on Hulu, folks. You're going to watch it today. So I hope this hits your ears at the right time, or you can watch it today if you haven't already, and then come and listen to this. And I hope it's, I hope it's that that uh, it's what is it? What is it? Synergy? Is that it? I, my brain is a little scrambled right now, folks. I need to tell you about my day, if that's okay with you guys. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I don't even know if I already said. I might have head trauma. That's where the story is getting to. Um, we've had a great week so far. Great guests. Busy week. I'm going to Coachella tomorrow. So the music festival is going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You'll hear me do up Coachella updates on the uh, Patreon. Hello, baddies over there. Uh, I will be doing some small updates each day. Uh, we'll And by the way, I'm not promising they'll be good. I'm not even promising I will be alive. I could be like, I was in the basement upstairs. I saw Harry Styles last night. You know, it could be rough. But maybe that could be amusing in a lot of ways. Um... Okay, where do I start? So I released the pod last night. I had my dog, Brooklyn. I had to give my dog, Brooklyn, back today um, because, and, and this is, I'm going to get more information about this, but my ex, um, who I used to be married to, uh, she is, we're in a good spot, and she's very talented at what she does. She's a movie producer. And what, what if I was like, and she made Titanic? No, she actually, uh, her her, one of her first films just got released. It's going to be released on uh, Apple and Amazon. It's called Room 203. It's a horror film. And I'm going to get more information so I can publicize this because I, I really am just so proud of her. And they had a, a little premiere over at uh, The Man's Chinese, uh, which I'm just so proud of her f- for doing all of this during the pandemic. And this was her dream. And it really is cool when people have their dreams happen. Like, it really is cool. So I was watching uh, our dog while she went to her movie premiere of the movie she produced. How cool is that? But also how shitty that me and my dog didn't get invited. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Scott Disick. Uh, I just watched The Kardashians. You'll understand that in a bit. But I was just so proud of her. So if any of you guys like horror movies, uh, I saw it. Um, God, this movie's been done, I think, for like a ye- over a year. I remember seeing it, and I really dug it. And I think you can rent it on I'll, I'll, I'll find out the information if any of you guys are interested in watching it but i do recommend it if you see it uh you know or or if it eventually gets to netflix or wherever for free just click on it and give the because this is cool man you don't realize you know i guess you do realize you guys work hard at your jobs but sometimes los angeles is hard because we all deal in dreams out here i say this so much uh even what i'm doing right now started off as a dream and uh it's amazing that we've built up an audience and and thank you to you guys for that but i've spent i mean 20 years of my life pursuing something that never really you know i had parts here and there and i still get auditions and but man it, you 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 
you claw and scrape the whole way, you know, it never gets easier. It's really frustrating. And I'm considered somebody that's actually worked. I mean, imagine all the people that came out here and just got to do nothing because that happens too. And I saw it all the time when I worked at the acting studio, it was kind of sad. Like it was really sad because you dealt in people's dreams. So that's why I always say if another podcaster comes on, if another – you got to support, you know. It's it's the one thing and it's like – that's why I always say leave a five-star review for anybody that comes on or leave this because it's like the freest thing that you can do because at the heart, you know, it's like these people are literally just – trying to do something with their life and they're trying to f- fulfill some sort of dream uh, in entertainment in some fashion. And sometimes we we whiff completely wildly. We miss the mark completely, but we're trying. And it's so hard to keep coming up to the plate after you strike out again and again and again. And uh, that's why I say, you know, I, I'm so appreciative of this last year, especially because you guys don't know how close I was to quitting everything. And I didn't know what I was going to do, you know, I didn't know, you know, all those, I, I was thinking about that in terms of my ex and her movie today a lot. And that's why I'm talking about this. And don't worry, we'll get up to all the funny stuff. In fact, remember there's timestamps. So you want to get to the funny stuff right now, <laughs> I, go to three weeks ago. <laughs> no, no, it'll, it'll come at the Kardashian stuff, but I wanted to talk about this because I think it's important is, um, I, I just, you know, you, you just think things differently when you're younger, right? You're, you're more willing to risk. You're cool. You know, like you're, you're, you're okay with playing the lottery because in the back of your head, you don't even realize it's a lottery. You think it's, it's assured. No, it's going to happen. No, no, it's totally going to happen for me. I'm going to, I'm going to book a TV show. I'm going to book a film. I'm going to book a commercial. And you have enough success where it kind of keeps you at it, keeps you in, keeps you gambling. And as you get older, you realize, oh my God, I only have one lifetime. Right. That's the st- I, I imagine it's like that for you guys, too, in, in certain facets or, uh, you know, where I think we all start to get older and we're like, holy shit. Wait, you're telling me I don't get to do my 20s over again because you're like, I could kill my 20s now. Like I would crush my 20s. In fact, if I knew what I know now, I could I would invent podcasts. <laughs> um, but you can't go back and do that. And it's frustrating because it's this weird, uh, it's weird. It's, it's, uh, it's David Lynchian. It's, it's just kind of this bizarre thing of you're like, oh shit, this is the one life they keep talking about and we're living it presently. And I remember every time, like, I I remember my twenties, like even if I passed a fountain, I would throw a penny in it. And my wish would always to be to make a living in the arts, to, to be able to support myself in the arts, you know? That was like really every, and I was, I I mean, I was looking for fountains to throw pennies in, you know, I was always making wishes. And I think, um, you know, my, a lot of my thirties, I think were spent like kind of in a daze or, or shocked really, because you realize how hard it is out here and how, and, and so I guess the whole point was that it was really nice when this happened for me. And it, it just uh, kind of fit and it makes sense. And it's really nice because it's one of the only things that I'm not fully scared of. I'm scared of screwing up this opportunity sometimes, but I'm not um, I'm not scared to do it. In fact, I have a pounding headache right now and there is nothing more that I want to do than go to bed. But 
I am so happy to go, no, I can't. I want to put this out tomorrow. I got to do this. I actually have a purpose instead of just sitting on my fat ass and watching whatever new show is on Netflix. I want to come and talk to you guys. I want to share myself with you guys. I want to hear about you. I want to actually, I mean, I don't know if you listened to yesterday's uh, uh, episode with Danielle uh, J. Lindemann, who wrote that book. Uh, true story, what reality TV says about us, which I highly recommend, you know, it's like these shows They, you know, they, they tell us more about ourselves. We're able to commune with each other. And I think that's a really special thing, but back to the thing of just, you got to support artists because what you're looking at is never overnight success. You know, very rarely do you see overnight success in reality. It's usually a decade at least of people just scared shitless. It's not going to happen for them. Scared shitless, they're not going to get an opportunity. And some of these opportunities may seem small to you, but remember, for them, it's huge. Remember. And also, I, I'm not. I'm very aware this is just a podcast, but for me, it's everything. For me, this is the Godfather 1, 2, and 3. Maybe not 3. 3 wasn't that good. But it's everything. This is my Saturday Night Live, Kim Kardashian. Today's Kardashian episode involves the big plot of Kim being offered Saturday Night Live, which she treats like Shakespeare, folks. You would not, you would think Saturday Night Live is where most Pulitzer Prizes are won. I mean, it's like, it's a huge, and it is a huge deal, but I guess also I'm jaded from today particularly, and I'm jaded with this family very much so. And we will have words, Chris. We will have words today. I'm very happy that you're back, so I can give your family a good talking to because this shit ain't going to fly. And you know what? You have all these other podcasters and influencers kissing your ass. Not here, baby. We're going to tell you the tough truth. Okay. We are going to tell you the tough truth. Um, so, okay, so Room 203 is the movie. I'll post it on my Instagram at some point this weekend when I'm being weird in the desert watching music. Uh, but pray for me out there, you guys. Pray for my knees. Um, I, You know, I've never went into a music festival like this where I've been scared. That uh, Can I withstand this? Can I, can I fully, I feel, you know, it's like, I feel like this is this is what Real Housewives New York Legacy Edition is going to be like, or Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, where they just they ponied all the older ladies, you know, and sent them on an island. I feel like one of the older ladies sent back to a hip young thing where everybody's going to be wearing these Indian headdresses and euphoria makeup, you know, and I'm just going to be wearing my silly T-shirts. I went back and looked at some of my old Coachella fashion today, and I just I had a habit of just wearing funny shirts. Cause that's how I express myself. It's, it's, uh, I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do a TikTok uh, about it tomorrow before I leave. I've started TikTok. It's so bad. It's good with Ryan B. I'm figuring it out. I'm trying things. I'm being silly and stupid as you know me to be. So if you are into TikTok, go follow me over there. Uh, leave five-star reviews. Like I said, Patreon, I said, you guys are great. Okay. Enough plugging. That's done. We don't need, come on. Let's, this is time to entertain you guys. Uh, I do want to tell you about my day really quick though. So I gave Brooklyn back. My dog, she was an angel. Her little snores are just so precious and she's awesome. I, I mean, I've never, I've never met a better human being dog in my life. <laughs> so gave her back. And then today was my headshot day. I've been talking about my headshots for a while because this, it was the thing that was originally scheduled. And then I went and dyed my beard and my face blew up like the nutty professor, right? 
and uh, had to cancel that one. Then we had a new headshot photographer, right? Okay, no biggie. And did the same thing. I was like, you know what? That was probably just a freak accident. Because, And this is, if you pay attention, this is where you really realize I'm an idiot. Like, I'm truly, because I was like, what are the chances I'm still allergic to this beard dye? Like, and by the way, I know all of you at home are like, um, there's really good chance. But you have to realize, I've dyed my beard before years ago, and it didn't do anything. It was great. It was, it was fine. So I was like, you know what? Maybe that was just an, maybe my face was having a bad day. Do you ever do that? You're like, you know what? Maybe my body was just not feeling it that day. So I was like, you know what? It's, I got to do this. This is because it looks so good. (laughs) And so it blew up again. Um, And I had to go to the doctor again. And it's really embarrassing when you go to an urgent uh, urgent care and they're like, oh my God, Ryan, like they know you. And they're like, oh, um, oh, you're here for the same thing. You did it again. Oh, interesting. Oh, we had told you not to. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we're going to put you on the medicine. And so anyways, this was finally the rescheduled day. And headshots, I hate them. I hate, I've hated them all my life. I've done them many times in Los Angeles over the time I've been here. And I had to get new ones because I've, uh, you know, put on quarantine weight and I'm older. Uh, and my manager's like, we need new ones to sell you. And I'm like, bah, bah, bah. he doesn't even sound like that at all. I don't know why that's the voice I'm using. Um, so I go there, I'd picked out all the outfits really, you know, like, Oh, you know, I had, uh, my roommate helped me with outfits. I had, I, I, I was asking for opinions. I was really, I got my hair right, hired makeup, all of this stuff. And I have not seen the headshots yet. So I'm going to hold off on telling you the experience, but my gut reaction was that it is one of the worst headshot experiences I've ever had in my life. I was there for three plus hours. Usually headshots will take you an hour. I'm going to wait to see these just to confirm my sneaking suspicion of how bad this possibly is. And, um, it, I might be out. I might, I might be out close to a thousand dollars. Like I, I'm going to explain it more probably on Monday, what actually happened. Uh, but I am still processing it. <sighs> I, I've just, I've never experienced anything like those three hours in my life. It was wild. Um, and I'll leave it at that. I'm going to wait to see the photos. Supposedly I'm going to see them tomorrow and we'll, 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 we'll talk, we'll talk more. Um, but just suffice to say, I have been worrying about this for a couple of months now, and I was right to worry. <laughs> I was right to worry. I was very right to worry. So, anyways, I get out of there, and I'm 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 just like, what the hell is going? Like, I was really processing everything. Pull up to a stoplight. I'm in the old Toyota Corolla, which is kind of like the number one thing the bad boys of podcasting drive. It uh, gets great gas mileage and. It's, it's sturdy. Um, and so I'm stopped there and I'm just thinking how crazy today was. And all of a sudden this, uh, this kid slams into me, like like, slams into me so much that I jerk my head forward and hit it back on the, uh, the car, like immediately, like, I mean, and hard. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh my God, I just got fucking hit. And you know, the kid comes up and I'm like, what the, I'm like dazed. And so he's like, well, let's pull over to the side. And I'm like, okay, but I know enough to like wait for him to like, you know, like I, I don't want him to take off. I don't know this kid. And 
we uh, get out and my trunk is there's a picture of it on Instagram. It it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't shut. Um, and it he he pushed it in pretty. I mean, it's like fucked. And um, his his wasn't bad at all. And he was he he admits he wasn't uh, looking immediately. And we exchanged information. He was nice. You could tell. I mean, like it looks like he just got his car in February, so I felt bad for him. But also, he I think he was on his phone. Like it was just one of those things. He just didn't see me. But it's like thank God he didn't push me into ongoing traffic. You know, like he really jerked me but then it was just that weird thing i'm like what the fuck i got weird headshots and now i just got hit in my my bad boy toyota corolla i mean like how am i how am i gonna get the women now you know like what i can't roll up to coachella in a in a broken up toyota corolla (laughs) so i'm still dazed from that this has happened hours and hours ago but then, you know, me being paranoid, I don't know if you guys do this too. If you get like a ding, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, am I going to get a brain hemorrhage or like, you know, like you, you, I've seen enough movies and weird shit like that where I'm like, he was, he was fine complaining of a headache. He went to sleep and never woke up again. Like I've, you know, and by the way, my worst fear now is that I said that right then. And then I put this out. I go to bed. I don't wake up. That is my worst fear. Because then at the funeral or whatever you guys do for me, a parade or whatever, you know, I'm sure it's going to be thousands. Now. It'll be a whole thing. We'll shut down the city. But I'm just I'm scared now. People are going to be like, he was talking about it. It was really eerie. Like, you don't want your death to be called eerie in any way. Like, he predicted his own demise. You know, I always because we all know that kind of stuff, right? With pop culture, like, oh, that's so weird. He predicted his own death. And like, and then they'll, when, you know, because they will make a documentary about my life, I'm sure. Like, it'll be four parts, huge. Hopefully, it's on Netflix or HBO Max would be amazing. In fact, mom, dad, if you're listening, I know you don't even have HBO Max, but let's push for HBO Max because do my parents get my life? Rights? Who gets that? Because I don't. In fact, I should put some kind of benefactor. Maritza, are you who's in charge of my life rights? Because I just feel like my parents might not get it. Like they, I don't. I feel like they might get taken advantage of. But HBO Max would be great. Anyways, you can already picture that scene in the documentary where they'll get access to this and they'll play like chilling podcast footage. You know, where I'll be like, "I'm the bad boy of podcasting in my Toyota Corolla," and then I hit my head. I feel goofy. You know. And then he went on to do the best podcast of his career that night. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. I'm a little goofy. I'm a little headachey. Um, and uh, I have to do a bunch of insurance things tomorrow. So all in all, weird fucking day. Isn't that always the case, too, is when you actually make a decision to actually do things? You're like, I'm going to finally do these headshots. I'm going to finally. And then life is like, fuck you are, man. Fuck you, dude. Stay in bed where you belong, Johnny. Um, okay. 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 Here we go. A little show came on tonight at uh, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Wednesday night, and that is The Kardashians on Hulu. Finally, we, uh, we had the last episode of The Kardashians. It feels like it was just like a month ago. It doesn't feel like a very long amount of time, even though they keep saying, like, we've never had this much time off in between filming seasons. It's, I'm, we need to catch up with everybody. Like, it, you're like, okay, I literally know everything you've done every day since then. Like, we've, like, the show has continued on TMZ and all of those outlets. Like, I've not, 
Has anybody been hungry for more Kardashian news? Like, that's what I really, that is the greatest trick the devil has ever played. And by devil, I mean Chris Jenner, is uh, them thinking they're giving us some kind of exclusive when we literally know more from reading all of these tabloids, listening to the podcast, the shows, everything. We know, wait, listen, watching Kanye's Instagram live, we've seen everything already. So the fact that is the greatest trick, the fact that I tune in going, I wonder what I'm going to find out. A big fat nothing. No, there's some things. There are some things. We're going to go over it. Also, like I said, if you didn't see it and you want to see it and you don't like spoilers, stay away from this for right now. Come back to it. Um, this is something that should be, uh, you can use this for the rest of your life. Share this with your kids, your family. This is a very special podcast. Um, but I don't want to ruin anything for you. So I just want to put that out up top because I will be going through the whole show. And I want to make that announcement too. I will be recapping the show every week. We're going to have some guests with us sometimes. I've already talked to uh, some people that are Kardashian fans. We're going to have a blast. I personally love talking about the Kardashians because I also hate talking about the Kardashians. And if you can hate and love, there's only like five degrees difference between the two. And that means we got to talk about it because like I always say, this is you, you if you love pop culture, I, I we got to normalize that it doesn't mean you love the Kardashians. It means you love pop culture and they are doing pop culture like no one else's, like literally no one else is. And I don't necessarily even mean that as a compliment. I'm just saying that that's just the facts of the matter. They are like a juggernaut. They're like Jeff Bezos. They've, they have two, like they're Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk of pop culture where it's like, yo man, leave a little money for the rest of us. But it's like, leave a little pop culture for the rest of us. Nobody's doing it at their level, at their level. And yes, Let's get it out of the way. Let's get all the compliments out of the way at the top. It is amazing what they have built in this last decade plus. It is incredible. It really, like I said yesterday, shows us that we potentially live in a simulation because how the fuck did it go from that first episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians on E! that was 23 minutes long to now a multi, multi, multi tens of million dollar deal with Hulu on top of billion dollar empires for Kim and Kylie, Kanye's involved, political things are involved. How did it come to this? I mean, the first episode... Little, little Kylie and Kendall were on a stripper pole. Little Ky and, and Bruce, was, I mean, and Caitlin was like, what's going on, you guys? Get off there. <laughs> Chris, the girls, they're on the pole. Um, and now we're here. We're here. Uh, before we start the recap of the show, though, I do want to talk about one pop culture story of the day that does involve the Kardashians. And I will never understand this. The lies. I'm talking about the lies. The fucking lies with you guys. Not you guys, the audience, the Kardashians. Why? Why do the lies? There is a very specific lie that happened this week is that um, Chloe did an Instagram post uh, with True, her daughter, for True's birthday, took her to Disneyland. And she said it was her first time at Disneyland. Now, uh, all of us, which, by the way, because we did talk about this on the show in 2021, was that there is pictures <laughs> of Shy and True at Disneyland back in December of 2021. And that was supposedly uh, True's first time at Disneyland. You're like, oh, well, I guess Chloe just made a mistake. The weird part of this all was, you guys, was that the photos of True at Disneyland in 2021 
looked completely photoshopped. It looked so awkward, like Trues all of a sudden just stuck next to Shy in these kind of weird, like in a teacup, holding a drink in front of a store. But it just looked so eerie and not real. And and everybody called her out because they're like, what is this? You know, and, and a lot of people said, and this is what I hate, because you know I don't love conspiracy theories, but the Kardashians put you, they, they almost make you start to believe in conspiracy theories. Because you're like, how else, like why the fuck? fuck would you do that why the fuck would you photoshop your kid onto a picture of disneyland wait, wait, i just listen i really just want an answer i mean i want an answer like that that's all i want in fact i would pay for a kardashian patreon where you just told me why the fuck you lie so much you guys like i don't get it it's so frustrating and i know you're like get a life no this is my life how dare you um so today somebody this uh by the way i did i did a tiktok video of this where the pictures are and i think it's on my instagram story as well if you want to see that in the morning um so uh so of course the question now is why was it necessary to go such lengths to photoshop true so this twitter person said chloe today like what what's the deal you said it's your first time but gave her proof of all those pictures and then chloe in a tweet wrote welp i fucked this one up (laughs) anyways dot 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 let's focus on something else crying laughing emoji emoji our show airs in a few days laughing emoji chloe what the fuck is so funny about getting caught in a lie like literally like yo Thanks for admitting it first. Like, that's amazing. Thank you for admitting it. Welp, I fucked this one up. Cool. Why? Could you tell us why? Please. Pretty please. And also, our show airs in a few days. Like, yeah, girl, we get, we know. We've heard about the show at this point. Why did you lie? Why did you lie? Why did you lie? And the thing was, it's like when you lie like this and when you lie repeatedly, and what my mom always told me, when you lie about the small stuff. We know you're going to lie about the big stuff. That's a Becky Bailey original. When you lie about the small stuff, we know you're going to lie about the big stuff. And to me, this is fucking small. You lied about your daughter going to Disneyland? I mean, it's big in the sense that you hired somebody to Photoshop her in. That's weird. I mean, come on. That's weird. That is weird. Like, my mom will tell me stories of like, oh, when you were a kid, you know, your dad got so drunk at your fourth birthday party, we had to lock him in. That didn't mean, I'm just trying to think of something. But. What is she going to tell True? Like, when you were four years old, we photoshopped you poorly into Disneyland photos. Why, Mommy? I really don't know. We just fucked up. Like, who's, where is, like, what's the, the, the text messaging that happens to even have this happen? Like, aren't you guys curious what's going on? Is there an email thread of, like, is there a subject headlining of, like, photoshopping True this December at Disneyland? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, Please help, which then goes, it makes us believe Sophie's thing from earlier this week that Kylie wasn't actually at the Kardashian premiere and hired her own photo agency to take like one shot where she's looking in all different directions and she wasn't actually at the premiere. I'm telling you, these guys, these Kardashians have secrets and that's fine. If you have secrets, everybody has secrets, right? But it's weird when you present your life as reality, you lie about the way you look, you lie in so many different ways. Like Chloe's shape shifted her face 30 billion ways in the last two years. And then she blames that on us, but she doesn't even tell us the truth to begin with. So why? Like, that's my confusion. 
is that then she blames us, but then you lie to us about the small stuff. And then like, it leads us to think things like, was this because you wanted to distract away from Astroworld? I've heard so many theories. I heard, uh, you know, Kylie's daughter was there actually. And they thought that would be weird that Kylie's daughter was at Disneyland. Cause that's Travis's daughter. And after Astroworld, maybe that shouldn't have been, you know, like there was weird things like that, which I don't know if I necessarily believe, but like the fact that they could potentially be that strategic to try to throw public perception a different way. And in fact, that they could be that strategic, we know they are that strategic. So with the Kardashians and with any of these recaps that I do this season, remember, what you're seeing is like David Blaine, is like David Copperfield. It could be some of the best magic you've ever seen in the world, but it doesn't mean that it's true. And in that spirit, let us start Hulu's the Kardashians. Beep, doo, boop, boop, boop. They don't have the do 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 the you know the piano music with the guy Francis and the lights that was like the theme song for the last four seasons. Like do 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 do, and they had like kind of like soft photos of all the girls. They don't have this. They don't have that. Who knows if they're gonna do like a a show intro next week but what they do have is like they're like we're gonna spend a million dollars in this first minute and they do one of the most complicated drone shots that i've ever seen in my life it's just i love (laughs) these drone shots are just so they have a drone shot that literally goes from like house to business to house to business and it just cracks me up because It's a very planned out shot. It's a very complicated planned out shot. Now, I'm going to talk to you guys is not just, um, you know, what we're seeing is reality. I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm going to tell you also my opinions of what is going on behind the scenes of when I think something is completely staged. I could be wrong. You guys might have more information than I do. And if that is true, please uh, listen to the voicemail. The voicemail is actually going to start being checked by uh, Sandra and Baditza. And uh, so we will be doing finally the voicemail episodes that I want to do. We actually had some really good conversations this week and things are moving along swimmingly. So I'm very, very excited. Shout out to those guys. Shout out to Lori. Shout out to any, everybody. But I'm going to tell you like behind the scenes stuff. So if you were to take this show as a reality show and you open up on a five minute drone shot, just remember that is highly staged. Like there is a pilot flying that tiny drone, like a, like a video game. And so you're seeing like a highly choreographed shot where, you know, right at this moment, Kylie's going to be here and then the drone's going to fly this way. It's hysterical, but I do, there's a part of me that likes to think this is reality. And the drone just happened to pick up all of these people like, Oh wow, this is all done in one take. And we happened to get Kim when she was there and Kylie, you know, I would have loved the drone to shoot the whole show, or I would have loved the drone to just chase them at a certain point. And Kim's like, run, it won't stop following me. Help, help. It's just like tracks are the whole show, like Terminator drones or something. I, I actually, that's the way to go with this thing. Um, this episode is called burn them all to the fucking ground. And you guys, I got to tell you, when I saw fucking that word in the title, I was like, Whoa, we're not on E anymore. My nipples immediately got hard, and it was very exciting. I was like, oh, my God, these guys are adults. These guys aren't playing around. These guys are different. This is sexy. (laughs) There is multiple moments in this episode where you're like, 
<laughs> these guys are grown up and they aren't playing. This this is a different Kardashians than I've ever seen. Like there's these moments where you can tell they're using different framing devices and of like, this is how the show is going to be different. And to me, I just kind of laugh because I'm dead inside, you know? Um, I'm curious what you thought, but it was like they use multiple cussing. The word guys kick the kids out of the car right now. I'm about to say something. Okay. But also, if there's a kid here, let me let me teach you a potential dirty word. Three, two. They said pussy. They say pussy, pussy, pussy. They say it like multiple times, and they also said clit, c l i t. They said that. I didn't do it. They did that. I'm telling you, they said that in a scene. They they were talking about you. They're they're pussies. And it was so. It was it was at a restaurant in public. That's how hip this show is now. They're talking about pussies. I've never seen anything. It's groundbreaking television. Them. Should I do ASMR? Oh, sorry, you guys. I just listened to some of that back, and and I was really smacking my. <laughs> oh, also, I, before I get too far into this, I want to tell you that I uh, watch Real Housewives of Orange County tonight, which, shockingly enough, that was the season finale. Sure didn't seem like it. Um, man, I don't know if me getting hit by a car changed my mind, but it was it wasn't good. Um, so I decided I don't think I'm going to recap that on Friday. I'm going to take a day off. In fact, I've been telling you I'm going to do four days, so I'm just going to do four days this week. I'm going to do this. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to pack for Coachella and do some business and um, uh, not do the OC recap. I'm going to put that into next week. So I'll do the final episode and the first part of the reunion next week together. It just that it, it, I was just like, this is the the finale. It just almost seems silly. Like up to this point, I've been so forgiving of OC and I've been kind of like enjoying it. And then I was like, wait, this is bullshit. <laughs> like I was like, this is the end. This is it. This is what you're going to do. A big rock show. And then you fucking take poor Richard Marks and make him write a song for you dorks. I was so upset. Like, what a way. Like, yeah, Richard Marks is a rock god, you guys. And you embarrass him like this? Him and his beautiful wife, Daisy Fuentes? How dare you, Heather DeBro? I will never forgive you for this. Heather, Heather and Terry asked Richard to write a song, and then we got to see them shittily record it and perform it. And that's supposed to be a finale? Are you kidding? It's barely a like a barely a subplot in a fifth episode. Give me a break. Like just the Gina Shannon thing. It's like, guys, like, whoa, 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 as Joey. Whoa. Um, I just, it was very disappointing. I don't know if you guys watched it. Like, it's fine, but the sense that that was the finale, I'm like, have they ever done, like, you know, I know they're doing a two-part reunion. Have they ever done a half of a reunion, like, just half of one? Like, I feel like we could wrap this up in 30 minutes. Like, hey, Gina, Shannon, how are you guys doing? You good? Okay, cool. Noella, uh, don't be so weird next season. Cool. Sounds good. Like, what? <laughs> I feel like two might even be too, too much. Uh, but, yeah, I don't want to do that. I want to relax and actually uh, have a good... I don't want to, I'm always just rushing into things and I don't get to enjoy myself a lot. I'm not like, woe is me, fuck that. But I do, uh, I always am just like, I was going to wake up and take notes and do a whole nother thing and then rush to get out of here. And I'd rather actually just 
take my time and pack and, you know, have a cup of coffee. Anyways, okay, back to the Kardashians. I sound like a weirdo. So the Kardashians, yeah, they'll have those things where it was like, they're talking sexy stuff that E would never let them do. And it, it just feels a little too on the nose. Like, too, like, this is what's different about the Hulu show. But then I was kind of, like, thinking about it. It's like, isn't the whole point of this to kind of protect kids and, like, kid? Like, I don't have kids, but I like to pretend I have fake kids, and I would never let my fake kids now watch this Kardashian show. Now I'm gonna take Hulu away from my fake kids. I will not let them, because I do not want them hearing the word pussy that many times from the Kardashians. Like, it's just so... I just love that they're stepping into their power. They're like, we're we're all billionaires and we're just going to curse up a storm. That's what's different, you assholes. Um, so burn them all to the fucking ground. Uh, we talked about Chloe in the Photoshop. And uh, it's like, okay, guys, let's go make money. It's us, the Kardashians. Um, and it starts off with the drone shot I'm talking about. And we see Courtney, and it says, like, Courtney in purple. It says, Courtney. And Courtney's like, we have to go to Kim's. And the drone flies through Courtney, and then we goes outside, and we see Travis Barker, our first appearance of Travis Barker, very exciting, with Penelope and the other kid, that little Mowgli-looking kid. That Mowgli-looking kid, what's his name, you guy? Like, the Mowgli one, like, where I just, like, he always seems like he'd be in a tree and just, like, ready to jump on you and just, he like a little demon, I'm telling you. That Mowgli kid is a little, little demon. Let's find out his name real quick. I forgot it. Maybe that's, maybe I'm forgetting things because of that car accident. Here we go. It's Rain. Rain Aston Disick. Rain, I got your number, bro. You are never going to hop out of a tree on me. I will always be looking up because I know this kid is ready just to jump on me at all times. Um, so we see the drone They're like Travis is playing with those guys and they're like, like Mowgli's like tackling, uh, Penelope and they're like, do you, Travis is like, do you, do you want to go to the barbecue? And then the drone flies and then it goes into a construction site and it goes in through an open door. Like this is fully choreographed and they're acting like it's one shot, but believe me, this is like cut and then they move over. You know, it's not, you know, it's not like Aladdin on a magic, uh, carpet, and uh, uh, it's it's Chloe now. Chloe's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Construction's almost finished. She's on the phone with Tristan. And Tristan's like, oh, my God, so amazing. I'm just getting a girl pregnant as we speak. And then we um, we the drone goes <laughs> to another backyard. <laughs> and it's Kindle. <laughs> and Kindle. <laughs> Guess what Kindle's doing? <laughs> Kindle is farting. No, no, Kindle is Kindle's playing the Kindle's playing the sound bowls. The little the, you know the bowls that make the sound when you the sound bath bowls. <laughs> you know, we've all grown up with, you know, giant fancy sound bowls in our backyard. Such a normal family. Kindle's <laughs> so we're supposed to believe that we're supposed to believe that the drone the, the drone the drone randomly picked a day when Kindle was outside playing sound balls <laughs> okay oh, Kindle you're playing those so beautifully 
<laughs> it's barely making any sense. Like, zings. <laughs> Do you think Kendall plays the sound bowls for her friend? Hey, hey, Justin and Haley Bieber, come watch me be a dork with my sound bowls. And then, and then we hear Kendall go, hey, mom, I'm not feeling too great, so I don't think I'm going to make it today. <laughs> That's so Kendall. That's like already within the first three minutes, we already have Kendall backing out of a shoot, which is like, oh, my God, Kendall's already giving us her greatest hits. If she told us she had anxiety here right then, too, I'd be like, oh, my God, there's another one. We've heard that so much. So Kendall's out. She's like, hey, mom, not feeling great. Don't think I'm going to make it today. I'm just going to sit out here and play with my sound bolts. And then the drone moves on. And then all of a sudden, we're in Kylie's office. This is like if you've ever been to that California adventure. They have soaring over, soaring over California. And it'll be like over the Golden State Bridge. And then all of a sudden you're in the Hollywood Hills. And all of a sudden we're in Kylie's office. And I was like, they're going to study this shot in film school one day. This is truly amazing. It's an amazing piece of work. I know it's even more amazing that it doesn't even seem human at all. Like you see humans in this, but it all seems completely robotic. Like you could have told me this is all digital. And I'd be like, yeah, this did not. I would not think that anybody actually was breathing in it's all seemed so weird um so we're in kylie's office and we we fly into chris's office and it goes chris and she's on like the phone and she's like kylie we gotta go and then mr thick thighs Corey gamble he's like hey babe we're gonna be late we gotta go hey babe like he's always like soft-spoken he's like hey babe we gotta we gotta go we gotta late he's like in this kind of like I think it was like brown shorts and like a brown button up top. I, I just, and then I was just like, what does Corey do at Kylie's office? Like we know Chris is the momager, but what, what is Corey doing there? Like does Corey just sit in the break room and just like get into people's business? Like, Hey, what are you doing over there? How's your weekend? Hey, <laughs> hey what's going on? <laughs> you eating a snack? <laughs> Hey, what'd you pack for lunch? <laughs> Corey. You know I date I date Chris. <laughs> Have you know I've been working out. You like my thighs are slimming down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Can I have a bottle of your mac and cheese? <laughs> Chris, Chris didn't give me lunch money today. <laughs> Yo, where's the free snacks around? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Yo, you you smoke grass? <laughs> Chris let me do butt stuff last night. <laughs> this is going to be a fun season. And then all of a sudden, we're in the office. And the drone's flying. And there's like a like a pink set, and Kylie, Kylie's in a pink director's chair, and it says Kylie like in bold lettering. And then, if you notice, there's nobody on the set. She's directing like a blank, like there's nothing. She's acting like she's directing something like a director, like action, but there's nobody on the set. 
just I was, there's no model. And then all of a sudden we go to Kim, Kim Skim's office, so you know, and Kim's like, I don't want to be late, like for this barbecue that Courtney set up two minutes ago. And by the way, you know, Kim's office is very, this is what I imagine Jen Shaw's office looked like. It was like all these people on the phone. And I was just like, wow, like this is like, you, you sometimes kind of feel like Kim's like, I want a place that makes it look like I work. <laughs> you know, like I want a place that looks cool for a drone shot. That's what I want. Uh, so that's his Kim's office at Skims. And, uh, you know, it's, in, it's impressive. It's impressive. Everything is beige. Her Rolls Royce, you guys, is parked inside. Like, inside. Like, where the office is. Like, everybody else has to park inside. She gets to park inside. And she's like, gotta go. And then the, the she literally just gets in the car from her office. And just the, the door open. Like, some big thing opens. She just drives out. And then it goes, the Kardashians. And there's no song. But then there's... You know, those, um, there's like these, whole, you know, we always talk about the incidental music where it's songs that we've kind of never heard before that they write for these songs, whether it be Selling Sunset or Vanderbump Rules. And this one was like, it's like, just going down all around me, wherever I'll be. You know, it was, it, it was like crap, but you're like, oh, that's a song. Like you hear those and you're like, that is technically a song like that that's a song we cut to and it says kim in pink lettering and kim is in her backyard and these guys are are putting up a slide with a ball pit all white and kim's looking at it in an all black outfit with black glasses and she's like i love that slide and ball situation i'm like i'm sure you do and and she's like i like want to own that and kim we see in a talking head is an all purple and the producer's like how does it feel to be back? And she's like, hmm. And she's all like, like you all proud of herself. She's like, it's fun to start with a clean slate. We had so much time off. And I'm like, did you? like, this is once again, like they're trying to make us believe like they, they've, they've taken like a five year hiatus and it's like, holy shit. Remember the Kardashians? Let, you're going to, we're going to find out what's going on with them. It's like, no, you've taken zero time off. <clears throat> and they, uh, anyways, so Kim lets us know, well, I'm two years into law school. I'm studying for the bar. Uh, I've got skims. I'm being a mom. I'm just doing it all. We see North and Psalm playing in the background. And she's like, I've just been in mom mode, you know, in carpool mode. <laughs> I, I park my Rolls Royce in my office. Um, and then we see like a like they they kind of edit in some clips of her driving being that mom in carpool mode, and we see Kim uh, with North in the background, at, North in the back seat, and she's like, "Do you want to be your dad's date at the Grammys?" To North, and it's like, "LOL," because you don't want to go. But also now we know that Kanye wasn't invited to the Grammys, so North got a big shaft on that one. And uh, Kim goes, "We're working, uh, we're working on whining to uh, Saint." Cause Saint's whining, and I'm like, "You didn't work on it with Kanye at all. Why are you going to work on it with these kids?" Um, Kim also lets us know what really makes her uh, horny these days. That those are her words, you guys. That's what I'm saying. This ain't your parents' Kardashians. This is sexy. This is for the young kids. She goes, "The people don't see that I cleaned out my fucking playroom, and that's what makes me horny. 
any mom will get that, right? Any mom, you know, and it's like, then you can sleep at night. And I, I believe her. Like I, I've heard other moms say a similar thing, but this is why I don't like that. They lie to us so much. So I hear these lines and I'm like, technically, yeah. But then part of me is like, this is also kind of a way for them to like connect with an audience. It's like what influencers do, right? Like I'm just like you. I put ice in my wine glass too, you know? And Kim is, uh, Kim's like, I just want to clean my playroom. That is, that makes me horny. But it, it, it just seems like she's staring into the camera going, please, I would like to be a mommy blogger. Please, mommies, accept me. I am one of you. Accept me. Does it make you horny too? Um, so uh, Chris comes. Here's, here, here's mom, Kim says, and Chris pulls up in a Rolls Royce. Like, there was a lot of Rolls Royces in this. It's like, I would have just fucking lost my shit if somebody pulled up in a Toyota Corolla. Like, how dope would that be? Like, wouldn't you be like, that's my favorite? Uh, I mean, and it, like a clean, not not a not a dinged up one like mine is now, but like a, a f- right off the factory lot, a Toyota Corolla. Wouldn't that be hysterical if Rob Kardashian comes in in a Toyota Corolla? Or even Chloe, or even Courtney, you know, just one of those guys. Or even Mason. They just let Mason drive around at 12 in a Toyota Corolla. They're like, don't worry, it's a Toyota, it's fine. Um, Chris is uh, with Corey, and Chris is asking North, are you going to do slime? The kids love this slime, you guys. I remember when my niece and nephew went through a slime phase. And North is like, well, maybe after gymnastics. And Chris goes, your schedule is busier than mine. And... You could tell also Chris is kind of like, work with me, North. Be one of my clients. I can help you with your schedule. You know, Chris reminds us that uh, she gets up at 4 a.m. every morning. And this is a montage of her getting up on the treadmill. And she's like, "Um, yeah, you know, I'm a mom, a grandma, a business mogul. We've got Kylie's business. We've got Kim. We've got Kylie Baby. We've got Good American. We got 818 Tequila. We got KKW Fragrances. And then, you know, she throws in one for Rob. She goes, we've got Arthur George, the socks. (laughs) We've got the hot sauce. And Chris goes, can't one person be lazy in this family? And Corey's like, what's up, girl? How you doing? It's me. <laughs> Corey has a drink in his hand. He's like, cheers, babe, to season, what is this, 92? <laughs> Kylie walks in, and you guys, the rumors are true. She's pregnant. She lets us know she's very excited to have the baby. So this is like a big get-together barbecue, I guess. But the barbecue is weird because it's in Kim and Kanye's old weird mansion that looks just like very austere and soulless but it must not be it must be dope to be in because why would they stay there when they can afford anything um but it just looks you know what i'm saying it just looks devoid of personality but maybe that's the point of the house is that you bring in the personality but then even in saying that it's not like they're bringing in any real big personalities you know Uh, how did the i mean honestly how did they get famous honestly this could have been any family how did this happen like this is amazing so, uh, Kylie lets us know that she is keeping the gender between Travis and I, and we're just waiting for the right moment. Of course, Travis is not in this, and I was like, I was like, keeping the gender between, between Travis and I, I can't find Travis, so even Travis doesn't know at this point. Uh, but Kim goes, I think it's a boy. Look at how you're holding it. And um, 
she goes, you know, you're skinnier this way, Kylie, and you're prettier than you were last time. And then Kim says something that truly I've not stopped thinking about. It really is haunting me. And I don't know if you ladies all know this. And I just was out to lunch as usual. She goes, the girls, the baby girls take the beauty of the mother to give to themselves. And the boys know what's up and lets the ladies look prettier. Is that true? Do girl babies eat the mom's beauty? If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red wine white or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. We will be back to the show in just one second. Now is my favorite part of the show is when I get to talk about our sponsors. We have one sponsor today and it is a new sponsor and it's a really good sponsor because they sent me a bunch of amazingly good free healthy food. Of course, I'm talking about Splendid Spoon. Um, days for me are crazy. And I tell you guys this all the time. I just want to be told what to do. Like I pretty like I don't have time to sometimes cook. I don't have time to do things that I should be doing, but that's where splendid spoon comes in. 
um, because they send you beautiful meals, just beautiful meals that you just have to heat up or drink and you feel good and healthy and it's good for you and it tastes good. Um, we all know that we are what we eat, right? But it can be tough to make time for shopping, meal planning, prepping, cooking. So why not get straight to the good part with great meals that require no prep whatsoever? Say it again with no prep. Splendid Spoon sends delicious plant-based meals and snacks right to your door. It's ready-to-eat food designed to fit into your busy schedule instead of taking time out of it. So this is the part where they want me to talk about my experience, and it has been amazing, you guys. They uh, let me choose what I wanted. So they had like soups, smoothies, little health shots, noodle bowls, grain bowls, all low calorie, all delicious. Like truly, this was a joy to eat. Like I'm not like I really I can't say like it's one of those things that like I would want to do this. Re- like I'm might like and I'm just going to say might. I might pay my own money to do this. That's how much I've liked it so far. Uh, Splendid Spoon takes the work out of eating healthy. Splendid Spoon meals are shipped right to your door, ready to eat. You'll only lift a finger to press start on your microwave, and I still managed to screw that part up. I was hitting all sorts of buttons. Uh, Splendid Spoon fits into any schedule, and there's a meal plan for everyone, and every meal plan is customizable, so you can get what you want every time. Like I told you, I picked my own meals. Every single meal is 100% plant based gluten-free and gmo-free always made with plenty of vegetables legumes healthy fats whole grains and spices from all over the world legumes is just a fancy word for beans you guys um somebody told me once i smelled like legumes and i remember that i will remember that to the day i die it was very it hurt it hurt (laughs) Enjoy a fresh take on classic dishes like their fan favorite vegan meatballs and marinara noodles, or take your taste buds on a journey with exciting dishes like cauliflower tikka soup, which was excellent, by the way. Uh, They've got plenty of smoothies, grain bowls, soup bowls, noodle bowls for you to discover. And with over 50 choices and a constantly rotating menu, there are always new dishes to try. I am so hungry right now. Plus, eating Plant-based food can come up with a wealth of benefits like improved energy, sleep, digestion, and complexion. Try Splendid Spoon today and take meal planning off your plate. Just go to SplendidSpoon.com forward slash so bad for $50 off your first box when you subscribe to the Breakfast, Lunch, and Reset Plan or the Breakfast, Lunch, Dinner, and Reset Plan. That's SplendidSpoon.com slash so bad for $50 off. $50, that's a lot of off. That's a great amount of money off. And also, I really do hope some of you guys do this because I really, this is like good. Like, please, if you do this, tell me because I really, I really dug this. This is actually a sponsor that I'm like, I want to do good for them because I want to get more free food. I'm just going to be completely honest with you guys. That is really good. So that's it. Okay. And now back for the remaining portion of our show. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? 
Recently, the big flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. Is this true? Like this, this. I mean, by the way, this is. I feel like we should sue Kim. This is dangerous. Like that's not a great rumor to pass around. There, you know. This is like. I mean, this is. By the way, Kim, why don't you support other women? Why don't you support other women? You pretty much just said. You pretty much have said having guy babies is better than having girl babies. And I, I'm not down with that. I have a sister. My mom was a girl baby at one point. I'm not down with that, Kim. I'm just saying it. I'm not down. But is that true? Or is that just some weird shit that Kim just said? Or like something that they say in Kabbalah or something? Um, Kylie lets us know, my pregnancy is more public this time around. I just, it's so weird. It's like, is it? Like, I don't. I pretty much blocked out this second pregnancy with Kylie completely. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like the first one. I was like, tell me everything now. Uh, Chris says, everyone in this family takes secrets so seriously in regards to Kylie not telling them. And I'm like, yeah, Chris, you taught them this. And now we're fucking lying about Disneyland photoshops. Um, Chloe comes in. Guess who she's with, folks? Her new boyfriend. No, it's Tristan Thompson. It is Tristan Thompson. He's wearing cornrows, looking great, looking like he just got a a fresh girl pregnant in some weird town where he was playing basketball. And Chloe says, "This is hysterical, you guys." I la- I lit I laughed out loud, like LOL. I fully did it out loud. Chloe in a talking head goes, "Right now, me and Tristan are just friends." <laughs> I love our relationship, he says, but my biggest focus is being a mom to True. Now, here's my other conspiracy theory. I believe that Chloe filmed this and some of the other things she said in this first episode after she found out that Tristan fucking kept cheating on her the whole time. Because at the end of last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians last year, they were like well on their way. To be in a couple again. So I just like, I wouldn't picture, I I didn't think we'd pick up exactly where we left off. Like we're still in the friend zone. Like I truly believe this little bit was thrown in after the fact, after this. So she didn't look like a bigger idiot kind of to protect herself, you know? So uh, the food here at this barbecue, all the staff has prepared, which by the way, Corey, you can't man a grill, man. Like do something. Uh, there's fries and chicken nuggets and Kim goes, I'm vegan most of the time, but today I'm going wild and there's fries. It's a whole, but also this is another thing I didn't buy you guys. They have a couple food scenes in this where it like feels like they're overreaching to show like you guys, we like 
regular barbecue food like you guys too. We like burgers, we like fries, we like every we're so normal. And chicken nugs. We love nugs. Like there was just I, I, I do you guys know what I'm talking about? There was a couple where I was just like, why are they making it such a point? They're like, We eat we're eating healthy. We've got growing bodies and we love to feed our bodies nutrients. It was weird. Um we cut to Kim saying to the um the kids oh travis and annie courtney are here travis walks in from meet the barkers i you know travis always like i'm i'm now just used to him seeing uh his tongue in courtney's mouth <clears throat> which is cool and i've always known him as a drummer and all this stuff and i even remember watching meet the barkers but for some reason i've completely blacked out his blocked out his personality like i didn't even know what he sounded like until I hear him in this episode. And I was like, oh, he has a little bit of a lighter voice than I thought. Like, quiet. You know, it was we. I was like, I realized how little I truly know about Travis Barker. I know he's a drummer and everything. I mean, I know I've grown up with Travis Barker paparazzi and Travis Barker pop culture stories. All of this, the the airplane, you know, with DJ AM, the crash, all of this stuff. I, I know all of this stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, I couldn't tell you what this man is like. That's got to mean I couldn't tell you what this man is like. He seems, I mean, but I will say totally, truly seems like he's into Courtney. Like totally buy it. Like I buy it a thousand percent. Like there's not a part of me that's like that dude is banging everything on the side. Like I don't even think he leaves Courtney's side. Like he is into this. Um, Travis hugs Corey. And that actually, that was my first. I was like, well, maybe he's not that good. Um, Courtney goes, Living my life without the cameras was an absolute dream. Life unfolded. Spending time with the kids. Travis is my boyfriend. And we live one block from each other. We used to work out all the time. We were friends. We did this on a friend level. And she immediately sits on his lap at the barbecue. Chris says, this is a relationship no one saw coming. And then Kim and Chloe in Talking Head goes, we've told them for years that they should get together. And Chris says, I'm so happy they're so in love. They never stop making out. Never. Now, here's an interesting scene. Saint, uh, Kim's and Kanye's son, he comes up and goes, Mommy, look at Roblox, Roblox. Now, your boy Ryan knows Roblox because my nephew Connor, or you guys might know his code name is Watermelon, him and my niece Addison love Roblox. They have played it for years now. So I'm very well aware of Roblox. And if you have kids, you probably know what Roblox is in it too. So Saint brings up this iPad and it's like, Mommy, Roblox. And uh, Kim sees it and she's like, Chloe, look at this. Chloe, look at this. And, um, you know, Saint's like, That's not my character. It's a game. And Kim's like, then we are suing them. And we're like, what are you suing them? And then Kim goes, it was a pic of my cry face, my famous cry face. But then it said it some, some it said something super inappropriate underneath it. It said Kim's new sex tape. And Kim and I talking to her goes, this is supposed to be unreleased footage of my sex tape. The last thing I want as a mom for this to be brought up 20 years later. This is really embarrassing shit that I will deal with. I can't believe this will happen right now. I can't believe it. First off, she says shit. So like I said, ooh, we're on Hulu. We say shit. Okay. Can we talk, Frank? First off, we know the first episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians brought up this same. The first season was about Kim's sex tape with Ray J. So you're telling me, honestly. You're telling me 20 years later, however long this is, 
that there might be another sex tape, right? And that, how we find this out, is that Saint, on the first episode of this season, the first barbecue, the one where they're all filming except for Kendall because she's playing her magic bowls, he happens to bring this out at this moment? Mommy, look at your face. Now, part of me is like, no, they would never make Saint do that. They would never make Saint like, just say you saw a picture of mommy. Just come up and say mommy saw that picture and then we'll do the rest. They would never do that, right? Right? That would be too far, right? Right? But then part of me is like, they fucking did that. They definitely did that because what are the odds? What are the odds? Now, what what we do know about reality shows, right? What we do know is that they have a loose storyline. They don't just go, okay, everybody just show up and we'll uh, we'll see what pops up. We'll just have a nice conversation. They usually go, okay, and this, we're, we want to get you coming over and uh, talking about Scott being upset about Courtney. You know, they'll have like a reason for doing this. Now, this is a storyline throughout the entire this episode, and we know it's going to be a storyline next episode as well and further on into the season. So you're telling me all of a sudden this happens and they're like, we finally got our show. Wow. Well, we lucked out on the first day of shooting. <laughs> you know, it just seems too on the nose. And, and it seems good. It seems like I'm like, wow, okay. Wow, that's wild. Think about the reality of that situation. So part of my head too was like, well, maybe something like this did happen, but they didn't, didn't capture it on camera. But the only thing I keep going back to is that would they ever let Saint do that? Would they ever make a kid do that in regards to their mommy's porn? Would they ever do that? I just, but it's the Kardashians, so you don't put anything past him. Because they lie about stupid shit like Disney Photoshop. So that's why I'm saying I feel the way I do. Um, there are reasons. Uh, it, it just it boggles my mind. But what did I tell you, folks? I predicted the sex tape thing. I predicted this. I predi- I've been predicting this for weeks, and I was right. And that is why you should tell all your friends about this show, and you guys should all listen forever. Um, so... I, I, okay, I'm just, so we cut to the ball pit kids are playing in the ball pit um chris says kendall isn't here because she's got the flu and then all of a sudden we see um not a talking head but kendall like jumping on a couch which is kind of like the new version of the talking head in the show and we hear this like kind of rock guitar like and kendall goes i didn't have the flu i had covid but don't worry i'll be here for the rest of the season don't you worry and then she gets up and this was so weird for so many reasons because it was like hey guys it's me kindle i'm gonna let you into my world don't worry i'm gonna be back next week and the guitar music behind it it just stuck out to me like a sore thumb curious what you if you guys notice the same thing kim says guys can you believe this is day one and i'm like (laughs) I can't believe it. Your son already did the whole sex tape bit. And then Chloe goes, yeah, I have a little anxiety about it. And Chris goes, you're going to be good, Chloe. Just suck it up. And Chloe's like, I always am good. And Kim says, guess what? Me and Chris had lunch with Lauren Michaels the other day about Saturday Night Live. And Chris is like, your sister's going to host Saturday Night Live. And in Talking Head says, Kim says, everyone around me says, you have to do this. 
And, you know, everybody's always told me that my whole life. So sometimes I'm just fulfilling other people's dreams. Like when I was on Dancing with the Stars. I sucked. I can't dance. It's not me. And they show a clip of her sucking. And you that but it just shows you how far they've come. Like literally, Kim was one of the people on Dancing with the Stars where you'd be like, ah, okay, it's Kim. Like, I mean, did anybody really, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, that fits. Like truly, Kanye did put her into a different stratosphere, you know, like truly. Um, Kim goes, I'm just not funny like that, she says. And Courtney goes, we've always told you you aren't, but you really are. And then Courtney in a talking head says, Chloe and I are known to be the funny ones. Is that how you're known, Courtney? I also think of you as the lazy one. Kim, but Kim has it in her, Courtney says. I do want to hats off to Courtney. Courtney looks the most natural out of all the women. And to me, truly is the most beautiful on this show. Like there is something so attractive about Courtney because it just seems real. You know, like I feel like I'm looking at Courtney. Does that make sense? Like, I don't feel like it's amalgamation of a lot of doctors best work. I feel like she's letting some things just grow naturally and it looks really hot. Like no, no joke at all. Um, Kim says, I'm going back and forth. Should I do this? Should I have Kanye be my musical guest or should it be my own moment? And that's the first mention of the divorce with Kanye. And Kim's like, our ultimate goal is happiness. We're still going through our divorce, but this is my first time hosting SNL. I want this to be about me. And Kim goes, I mean, I just can't embarrass you guys. And Chloe goes, you've embarrassed us before. Remember Ray J? She didn't say that, but she said, you've embarrassed us before. And then Chris says in her talking head, I'm not sure Courtney has a type, but if she does, it's Travis. Uh, because they're like boning on the pick the table during this whole conversation. Um, also, I want to say like the the seriousness in which Kim and Kanye take Saturday Night Live. Like when Kanye was going on his SNL rant a couple months ago of like, how dare you, Lauren Michaels? You know, like I love how serious they take a show that is not that good most time. You know, like this isn't the 70s SNL. This isn't the Farley SNL. This is, you know, it's like, it's good, but come on. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not, we're not reinventing the wheel here every week. It's, but the, the way they treat it though, like you truly would think that Kim got nominated for an Oscar. Like, you know, she was like, I'm up for, I don't know how it happened. I, I'm up for best actress and I, I think I might win and I'm going to go to the Oscars as a best actor nominee. Like it, it, it's, it's just like, you know, I grew up on SNL. You really truly do just read the cue cards. The guests aren't in even that many of the sketches. So I always laugh when they're like, this week has been the best week of my life. And I'm like, nah, has it? Like, really? You you were in four sketches tonight. Um, or maybe I'm just used to that stuff. I don't know. But I mean, I'm happy that Kim's happy. Like, it's, it is, it's cool to be asked, but it is funny at that level. Like, you're a billionaire. Like... You're literally a billionaire, but you're like, I need more. I need SNL. Um, oh, yeah. Chris makes fun of uh, Travis and Courtney at this moment. She's like, I've watched 
Travis and Courtney make a decision about a dessert and they'll be like, what do you want, babe? The apple tart, babe, is that sure? What do you want? What do you want? And she's like, I've seen them go back and forth for 15 minutes and they're always biting each other. Chris says, you won't find me straddling Corey. And then she goes, maybe after a drink. And I'm like, and I also want to say they are using like they are putting so much Vaseline on the lenses to shoot Chris. It is such forgiving lighting. Like it is pillow. It's pillowy lighting. If you know what I'm saying? Like there is a very fine smudge over those lenses. Um, the lighting is superb in the show. Um, Kim to the uh, side uh, or with Chloe, she's like court court deserves Travis. She deserves this win. I do love Part of like I really genuinely think it's funny when we describe relationships as a win, you know, like and I guess in a way it is, but it's like deserves this win. Like it's like this is a job and she worked hard and she deserves this promotion. Like I felt the same thing we were saying with Julia Fox when she was dating Kanye for a minute. It was like everybody was like, Julia deserves this. She's a good person. It's like, really she deserves this? <laughs> Wild. And uh, Chloe and Kim are talking. They're like, you didn't invite Scott today? And they're like, we both forgot to invite Scott. Does this make us awful human beings that, you know, we're all going on with our lives? You know, it's it's everything Scott was afraid of. You know, he said we were his only family now that his family passed away. And Court, um, then Court does the same thing that Kendall did. And it goes like record scratch. And she goes, hold up, guys. And she sits alone on a couch and she goes, hey, guys, we've been broken up for seven years and I gave him 10 years before that. So let's not hate on a girl who finally knows what she deserves. (laughs) And then it's like that fun guitar music. Like Kendall did that earlier with the, you know, like, don't worry, you guys, I'll be back. And she's like, hey, guys, we've been broken up for seven years. You know, I love that. Let's not hate on a girl who finally knows what she deserves. <laughs> I like that these are like the little, we're talking. Hey, guys, I'm including you. <laughs> Courtney's like, do you ever have that not so fresh feeling, you guys? Um, so Kim is talking to her uh, Rain, the son. And Kim's like, does your dad ask you what you do when you get home? And Rain's like, he doesn't say anything. He's always banging that 18 year old. No. Um, and Kim's like, your dad's so tired. So don't tell him what you did tonight. And he's like, I won't. And then Kim goes, you're so cute. Can I eat you? And I'm like, oh, do you mean like how girls, babies eat their mom's beauty, Kim? Um, Saint actually gets up and like hits the camera two times with his fist. And I'm like, that is Kanye's kid right there. Um, in the next scene, we see Mason coming down the stairs and we see Scott. This is our first time seeing Scott. And, uh, so, uh, Scott's like, this is probably the first time we've had a really long break from having cameras follow, you know, us around. I got to admit, I I got lonely. Man, I forgot how much I love doing Scott Disick. And in the talking head, Scott has really red eyes. I don't know if it's just the TV I was watching on, but I was like, this dude has red eyes. Chloe is walking up to the house and uh, Chloe's like, I don't know what kind of Scott I'm going to receive today. And she comes in, she goes, Lord. And he goes, Cloverton. And Chloe's explaining their relationship for people that don't know it. He's like, ah, she's like, I used to go to therapy because of Scott, but somehow we became besties. And Scott's like, God must have broke the mold when he made you, Chloe. (laughs) 
Chloe goes, he does speak to me more flirty than my own brother does. I like that she says more flirty, like Rob does talk pretty flirty, but he's more flirty. (laughs) And Chloe goes, where's your head at with court? Which I feel like we've seen this scene in particular 8 billion times. Like I was like, oh my God, this again? Um, and Scott goes, yeah, it's the first time in my life, you know, it's starting to change. And now that she's got her life with Travis, you know, as hard as it is, it gives a place to move on. And Chloe goes, do you genuinely feel you would be open to a real relationship? And Scott says, well, if I want to find someone serious to spend my life with. And then Chloe goes, more age appropriate. And he goes, yeah, like older 20s. And that was like a joke. And Scott in a talking head goes, definitely not over 30. And Scott goes, if I love someone, it doesn't matter their age, I guess. And I love that. This is like what another thing the show is doing is that like, I love that they're making cute little jokes about their weird perversions. You know, like Scott's been mainly dating 23 year olds. He's like, huh, let's have a little joke about it. <laughs> I'm not going to date an old bag at 30. <laughs> Like, just laughs it off. It's a very interesting way to handle it. Like, Jeffrey Epstein wishes he could have done this. No, I'm joking. That's a joke. Um, Chloe goes, did you know about the barbecue the other night? And he's like, yeah, one of the kids let it slip. And feeling left out, it's super hurtful, especially since I don't have another family to go to. Like, Scott really loves to hit that, like, no family thing up with these guys, it seems like. And Scott goes, I'd rather be around my family than not at all. And Chloe says, I think we did you a favor. You know, it was like very intimate. Chloe says, he's still in love with Courtney, but she's never been so happy. And Chloe says, I know how much they love each other and it's probably hard to process. And Scott says, I always had her family and friends in my ear. You know, they were always telling me you guys will get back together. You know, so I always had a foot in the door. And we're more now just co-parents. And it's one of the most difficult things in my life. And Scott's like, I believe, I believe she's in a real thing with Travis. I did so much wrong to her and I felt super guilty. And if she ever needed me whatsoever, I'd be there. Um, in a talking head, he goes, court has every reason to, to despise me. Chloe says, do you mind if I bring this up to court? And Scott's like, no, not at all. I want to be acknowledged. Do I, you know, do I even mean anything to anyone? <laughs> oh, woe is me. Oh no. Whoa. It's me, Scott. We cut to Courtney in Travis Barker's studio. Um, and there's just like a lot of bikes, like BMX and like just a, a lot of bikes. It looks like a a fancy schoolyard where you lock your bikes up, but it's all Travis's bikes. And Courtney's like, Travis's studio is the happy place for him. And uh, it's really it's really nice. And Travis like, babe, I'm stealing some of your juice. And she's like, okay. And, she, and we were watching Travis. He has one of those like stand-up boxing things, and he's boxing. And she's just watching him. Like, she just stands up and watches him. And I guess, I mean, she really is a rock star girlfriend where you just watch your boyfriend. You know, like a skater's boy, a skater's girlfriend or a rocker's girlfriend. Like, they just watch their boyfriend. And I feel like Courtney's been training for this her whole life, just watching one thing, you know. Um, Courtney lets us know that I took a year to myself. 
uh, my closest best friend said, you gotta hook up with Travis. Like, <laughs> does any, I mean, I guess I just don't have any friends that are like, you've got to hook up with this girl immediately. Like nobody's, maybe that says something more about me than it does Courtney. Um, and then Courtney goes, yeah, we started hanging out as friends and we'd go to museums and we'd go to church. <laughs> we were, and then we were texting, and then one night I just put it out there and it was flirtatious. Which, guys, this is amazing, but like, give me specifics. Show me the screenshot. I want specifics. What's the flirty? What is, like, is something like, I want to show you my pussy? Like, was it something really dirty, or was it just like, hey, you look sexy with your tattooed head? Like, what was the flirt flirty? I want to know. And she goes, Once I made it known, he asked me to watch a movie. But then he didn't make any moves during the movie. And then we started another movie, so I made the first move. And this is another thing, too. What movie? I want to know what movie they watched that they didn't kiss at all during. We see a really sweet scene of Travis teaching Penelope to play the drums or kind of like a drum battle. It's really cute. And Courtney's like watching him play the drums on stage or even with my daughter. How amazing. How he speaks to her is so special. And Travis is like, she's a drummer, babe. And he, he just seems he seems nice. He seems like good. Um, Courtney goes, Travis and I talk about a future all the time. And the second we fell in love, we knew how different it was than anything we had before. I'm just kind of like a dig at Scott, I guess. Penelope says to Travis, why are you always drumming on my mom? Why are you always drumming on her? And he's like, yeah, your mom's like a drum machine. And, and she goes, Penelope's like drumming on her butt and I was like uh oh because you know Travis probably drums on that butt and Travis is like I think that would make the loudest noise and I'm like you know it does you sicko we cut to Kim and Kim is looking at clothes from a uh, her clothing clothing assistant or something uh, she's like amazing is this all for SNL and she brings up the the iPad thing and she goes oh I'm still really bothered of what I saw on my son's iPad. I've been calling everyone from Roblox. My attorney is handling all of this. And then she's like, I need to know who my musical guest is ASAP for um, for a Saturday Night Live. It turned out to be Halsey, you guys. Uh, Danielle, her dresser, is the woman with her. And Kim is like, maybe this is my chance to do something on my own. And But then I think maybe Kanye, because then it would be like mom and dad together on the show. Or I might be more stressed out with Kanye there. Um, she uh, she goes, yeah, I have an idea of just Courtney and Travis there making out the whole time in the background. That would be funny. I told my family that no one is safe and I'm going to make fun of all of them. And then at a talking head, Kim's like, I'm the underdog. Everyone thinks I'm a ditz. A girl from Will and Grace came out and said, why would she be the host? I don't tear other women down. I'm like, you just tell them to go and work. Get off your asses and work, women. But I don't tear them down. And also, that was that, uh, not Megan Mullally, but the other the other redhead. What's her name? The, the redhead from uh, Will and Grace. Anyway, she did go on Twitter and say, why would Kim Kardashian host? And I'm like... Girl, you don't watch SNL. They do stunt casting like that all the time. I thought I did think that was a stupid tweet, and I was on Kim's side on that because it's like, shut up! Like they'll pick anybody they want. Like you might not like the host, but why are you gonna go fucking bag them before they even do the show? And by the way, Kim did good on the show. I mean, she she you would tell she was rehearsed. I mean, for what that show is, she did good. Um, Kim says, I want this to be like a moment, like, oh, wow, she was funny, but I'm really nervous. 
And then she goes, I just got this voice note and it's Chrissy Teigen. And she's like, are you dying? SNL. OMG. 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 Oh my God. Are you dying? And I'm like, oh good. Chrissy's here. Yay. Um, I bet Chrissy was done. Cause you know, Chrissy would love to be on SNL. You know, that's like, she's like, I'm funny. I told John I'm funny. Um, Kim says, I really do want to surprise people and I hope I can bring it. And then she goes, I called Amy Schumer and she said, I'll help you write some jokes for your monologue. And then Amy went to Twitter and stole jokes. No. <laughs> I love the, how serious Kim is taking this and she's like talking to everybody. It's like, I called Amy Schumer and she's going to help me write jokes for the monologue. Like when you write jokes for the monologue for Kim, do you explain why they're funny to Kim or does Kim immediately get it? And... Kim says, this will be like live. And I was like, yeah, your sex day was filmed, but this will be live. We cut to Tristan's house. And Chloe says, once again, Tristan and I are currently not together. He's my friend. <laughs> but he's a really hands-on dad, she says. Me and Tristan don't have tension. It's just easy to co-parent with him. And Tristan's like, yo, Kylie looked good. Like, that baby is cooking in there. I didn't know she was that far along. And you know, like, Tristan kind of is, if you think about it, an expert on babies. So, like, but it is also weird to hear Tristan be like, man, that baby's cooking in there. Like, it felt like pervy to me. I was like, you stay away from her, you son of a bitch. I'm like, Tristan Thompson, OBGYN. Um, Chloe goes, if Tristan had his ways, we would be together. But I need time to think. It's only been three years. Uh, Chloe goes, I know you're headed to Sacramento soon, uh, but I wanted to talk about the therapy aspect. I know you're on top of your game when you're on top of your personal and mental health. And he's like, yeah, mind, body, soul. And Tristan says, there's a lot of room to grow for us. In a talking head, Chloe goes, he's very determined to get back together. He do we do couples therapy and personal therapy a couple times a week. <laughs> they do couples therapy. We're just friends. <laughs> I just wrote, ha 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 ha. Chloe goes, it's a weird gray area. I'm like, we know, Chloe. Uh, it's, Chloe goes, it's so confusing to outside people. But I know how to be a monster to you, don't I, Tristan? And, and Tristan goes, but you haven't, you know? And she's like, what do you mean? She goes, you know, you haven't burned my clothes or you know, burned anything down. And she goes, I threw water on your clothes. And if I wasn't a pregnant when I did it, I would have fucked you up. I'm like you threw water on his clothes. Like, uh Oh, sparkling water. You guys watch out. How am I going to get this water stain out? And then Tristan says something funny. He goes, listen, this is 2021. That was 2018. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's 2021. You cheated on her that year. You cheated on her, I think, early 2022. Like, I don't even think we should be talking about years at this point. Let's like maybe let's stay away from dates in general coming to talking talking about Tristan. Um, Chloe goes, every day he tries to prove he's a different person that I should trust him. My guards are up, but he just wants to bear hug me. <laughs> he wants to bear hug a lot of people. Tristan says, just know I want to get back together and expand our family. And she says, we need to hear each other differently. You know, we've had these combos before and no one was there to hold you accountable. And it put a lot of strain on our relationship. And they both agree that trust takes time. 
And this is kind of one of those fun scenes where, you know, supposedly they don't wind up together so you can enjoy it. Uh, new scene. I just want to point out there has been no Jonathan Chebin, no food God at this point. Been a fabulous. Uh, it's been really nice. We cut to Kim. She's getting her hair braided by her hair guy, Chris Appleton. Tracy Romulus is there. Tracy, of course, we know, uh, head of KKW. And also Kanye loves to go, don't listen to Tracy in like angry tweets. Kim goes, there are certain things and prep people are telling me to do, you know, but it's making me way more nervous. And this is like a talking head thing. And she's like, I ran into Pete Davidson at the Met. I'm so scared. I told him, I'm so scared. And he said, can you read cue cards? And if you can, that's it. I can read, Kim says. Scott wants to, uh, Kim says, Scott wants to come to SNL. Jonathan wants to come to SNL. Uh, and she goes, Scott is fine because Travis and Court aren't going to come. So that'll be nice to have Scott there. Um, so I'll have mom, my besties, and Chloe. And she goes, I love Scott. He's family. He's always welcome. I wouldn't invite him if Court was coming without Travis because that would be weird. Um, and they're just talking about the hair during SNL. And they're like, oh, my God, you're going to be you know, tearing wigs on and putting wigs off. And it's going to be a whole thing. And then Kim goes, Sarah Silverman said – like, I love that just Kim is calling every comedian that's ever lived. Sarah Silverman said, what if I asked questions to the audience and then we had Kanye disguised as someone and that person said, do you believe in second chances in marriage? Which is actually kind of funny. And uh, they're all laughing. They're like, that's funny. And Kim goes, or they're like, would he do it? And Kim's like, if Dave Chappelle tells him to do it and tells him it's funny, he'll do it. I love that Kanye's like, I'll do it if Dave Dave says. Um she goes, and the people at SNL asked me, can, can you sing? Can you dance? Can you do accents? And she's like, I can't do any of that. We cut to Lucky's restaurant. Chloe pulls up with Courtney. Kim has like this weird black mask on. Um, as I remember, we're still kind of in COVID. And Chloe goes, I have a bone to pick with you about skims. Embrace yourself. This is when this is the naughty part. Uh, Chloe goes, you know, you guys say I have a bigger vagina than most. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like kim are these skins supposed to just cover my clit and then kim goes ah oh, yes the big puss club i'm like where, where where how did we get here all of a sudden I'm like what the big puss club which that should have been a sketch at snl um courtney goes i know what she's talking about with wise you know you don't want your vagina hanging out on the um you know the sides of the skims <laughs> We cut to uh, well, we cut to Kanye. We're not like Kanye, but like she was like Kanye used to plan all my outfits, you know, all of it. And you know, I asked him to pull all my outfits for this week, but he wasn't there in time. And she's like, "I'm a robot. I will partake as such. I will, you know, I will." Like I love that Kim's just like, "Tell me what to do, and I will do it. I am a creature of habit, and I stick to my schedule. I'm not an artist." But I will stick to my schedule. Um, Kanye, she says, Kanye at one point wanted to quit everything and just dedicate his life to being my stylist. And I kind of thought that's interesting. It's almost like Pinocchio and Geppetto, you know, of like he truly did. Like, I like thinking of it like that sometimes, like this weird kind of tortured artistic love, not the love that we know of, but like weird kind of like you're my muse, you know? 
Kim says, Kanye and I will remain friends, uh, but he's always dressed and styled me. He used to send me random emails and tell me what to wear, like boots with a skirt. And then he would send me all these reference pics. And she's like, but there's also a side of me that wants total independence, too. And then they start ordering. And this was the other weird. She was like grilled artichoke side of grilled artichoke with mayonnaise on the side, um, a side of skinny onion rings. And then I'd like a chopped salad, but add cheese and tomato. And then Courtney gets an impossible burger. And then Chloe gets something. And she's like, we're foodies. That's why we work out the way we do. And then Chloe says, we scarf it down and pray for forgiveness later. Oh, we're so free. We're women nourishing our bodies. And then Chloe in a talking head goes fat ass. And she goes, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Kim. <laughs> and then we cut back to the restaurant. And Kim goes, also, I love a good fountain soda. And then they make a point of showing the food, like the big burgers, and they show them biting into it. It To me, it was just weird. I was like, is this, what are we advertising here? Like, what, 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 are, we, what are we saying? What is the deeper message here? Because it feels like there's, you're trying to tell us something. Um, Chloe brings up that her and Scott talked about not being invited to the barbecue and she goes, he was so receptive and so calm. And I said, we did you a favor, not inviting you. It was so intimate. You don't want to be exposed. And court says, he asked me about it, you know, and he said, do you not want me there? And I told him your actions need to match up. And then Courtney lets us know that I was in Italy and he, Scott was DMing my ex Eunice and I was like, that's not really the vibe. Don't go texting my ex. That's not really the vibe. Oh, my God. Um, She's like, the next day in Italy, I woke up to a text from Scott saying, I DM'd your boyfriend who I can't stand. And he asked me if I because uh, then Eunice posted that DM online. Remember? And Scott asked if he could apologize to Travis. And I was like, no, what you did was despicable. Courtney says for so many years, Scott has gotten away with bad behavior and that's not going to continue. And you know what? Courtney's right. Like Courtney's dead on right. Scott has gotten away with years of bad behavior. It has not been fair. And a lot of people have sided with Scott, including myself over Courtney. And this has kind of come up and it's kind of right. Like Scott has really fucked around and this is, this is what happens. Court says, you know, if we do a seven person barbecue, we have to check with Scott. I mean, me kissing the love of my life doesn't need to be taken negatively. And Chloe says it will be taken negative negatively for someone who isn't getting their way. And Courtney goes, I'll continue to live my life like no one's watching. That means we're getting a sex tape, folks. Uh, we cut to uh, Chris. Uh, says Kim, they're in this huge rent room at, at Chris's like closet area, but it literally looks like a factory, like a nice factory. And uh, Chris is like, it always smells so good in here. And I, I just, I could, I can't imagine Kanye ever sleeping there. Like it's so weird. Like I hear he rarely did sleep there, but it just, just didn't, doesn't seem. It's just weird. You know what I'm saying? Court says, I did 15-minute glam today. Chris is in all black with sunglasses, her uniform. They're doing packing for SNL. And Marty Singer, the famous lawyer, calls, and they're on speaker. And and which, uh, I guess you're you're waiving attorney-client privilege if, if, you know, you put him on speaker on a show. And, you know, Marty's like, there's threats that there's more footage from this sex tape. And... Uh, Kim's like, yeah, Ray J's manager is calling saying there's a sex tape from Santa Barbara. I like that. Ray J even has a manager. Um, Kim goes, had my son been older and been able to read. <laughs> I love that. Like, 
I have purposely not mind. I will never teach my kids to read. She goes, but I died inside. Marty, I'm 99.9% that no other tape exists. And then a couple of the people in the room laugh. And Kim goes, for 20 years, this has been held over my head, this mistake. Or was it a mistake? He was my boyfriend of years. I'm not going to be made to feel that way. I'm just human. I'm Kim Kardashian. I'm standing up for myself. I'm just a woman. I'm not a whore. I didn't want the tape to go public, but it did. And it sold well. And now I'm a billionaire. Cause you saw me stuffing Ray J. I'm a billionaire. But it doesn't mean I don't feel deeply within my heart and soul. I'm Kim Kardashian. Skims. All right. Get my musicals back. Um... Chloe goes, didn't we deal with this in the first season? And I was like, oh, shit. And Chloe goes, isn't this a good omen then, dealing with sex tapes? And uh, Kim is like, yeah, sure. And then she's like, I don't think it exists, but like, what if I was sleeping and he like stuck a dildo up my ass? And then Chloe's like, wouldn't you feel that? And I was like, maybe not. Um, And then. Kim goes, have Marty scare the shit out of this guy. And it goes, I'll sue for nominal damages. The message is more important here, not the money. I'm protecting myself for my children's sake. It's 5 p.m. We got to do this soon, Marty. So now we're seeing Kim in full fucking business mode, you guys. This is the real Kim Kardashian. And then Kim goes, let me call Kanye real quick. And then immediately when Kanye calls, Kim's like, <laughs> oh, Saint was on Roblox and he said Kim's new sex name. I just want to go, you know, this is not going to fuck with me. Like, it was just so weird. Like, Kim went from like, I'm going to destroy that guy to like, ah, to Kanye. And I, I want to believe that this was real human emotion. I do. But then part of me was like, is he? Is she using Kanye a bit of like Kanye can fix this, you know, or like two billions are better than one. Um, so uh, Kim goes, I just want it gone. You know, this is not going to fuck with me. And Chris goes, I'm a mama bear. This is my whole life. When people are trying to everybody's trying to attack. But it's like, Chris, you're, you keep saying you're a mama bear. Like you've done so well. But may I point out, you also let everybody attack like you let. Not people just attack your daughters. You let people cheat on your daughters like fucking right and left. Sometimes I wonder where where you are on these attacks. Like, honestly. Um, when uh, she gets the phone and she goes, when I was crying, Kanye says, you have the power. No one is going to cancel you. So stop worrying about the public perception. So Kanye gave her good advice. Marty Singer, the lawyer, calls back. And Kim goes, get something drafted. I have four fucking kids. And Court, by the way, is just in the background on her phone. She doesn't even look like she's listening. And then Kim goes, I have all the time, all the money, and all the resources to burn them all to the fucking ground, which is the title of this week's episode. So I feel like this is like, I'm showing who's boss. I'm Kim Kardashian, billionaire. 
And then we get to be continued. And this season on the Kardashians, and we see live from New York, we see Pete Davidson. Um, we see two sisters fighting over being on the Vogue cover, which I believe is Kim, uh, Kim and Kendall. Um, we see uh, Travis and Courtney wanting to have a baby. We see their engagement. We see the scene, uh, Kendall telling Courtney, do you have sympathy for Scott? Because it didn't feel like you did. And then we see Kendall fighting with Scott. And then we see Kim go, Kim say, Kanye flew home last night and, give me this, and gave me this and opens up this suitcase. Which I think is the laptop that he gets from Ray J, which we've kind of heard him talk about. So, you guys, that was the first episode of the Kardashians. What did you think? I'm I'm happy it's back. I love talking about these numb nuts, and I hope you enjoyed it. So please let me know if you did. Um, please rate and review this podcast five stars. Remember, I'm not going to be doing OC. I think I'm going to take a break. Sometimes I change my mind, and you never know. But I will be over on Patreon this weekend over at Coachella. Pray for my poor head and my Corolla and my headshots. Uh, but I love you guys very, very much. And uh, you light up my life. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Bye. Betches.